Hi, I'm Mike, and you are listening to Real Things That Really Matter. Our heart in this show is to open up the floor to conversation about topics in the Bible and Christianity that may be hard to understand and to see them from different perspectives. I know that we don't always agree on some things, but we feel that we should be able to ask questions and listen to each other as we walk through this life following Jesus. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy as we venture into another conversation on real things that really matter. Hi, Mike. Hi, Matt. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing well. What should we talk about today? Well, I think there's a lot of things we're going to talk about today. Right? How about, how about um, you know, let's take some Bible verses that everybody's very familiar with. Okay. And talk about how they're not interpreted or construed correctly. Commonly misunderstood Bible verses. How does that sound? Yeah. Did I hear that right? Okay. <laughs> let's go with my favorite. What's your favorite, Matt? Or should I say my least favorite? Oh, well, my, I suppose. My most favorite, least favorite quoted verse. Let's go with it. When people say, oh, I really hate this. <laughs> when people say, God never gives you more than you can handle. Yeah. What about that? I really dislike that. I've even heard people in ministry get up on the stage and say that, and that really torques me off. It does. Why I does really, it torque you off, I, man? Because it's incorrect, and they're, they're <laughs> twisting a Bible verse around into something that was never intended. It doesn't even say. It never says those words in the Bible anywhere. I defy you to find it. It, it doesn't. Okay. This but is what, the, is it, what does it say? Yeah, Give the verse. The this verse. is the verse I think that people are uh, confusing. First Corinthians ten thirteen, no temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. Mm-hmm. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Yeah, I'm of the same mind. Uh, God, God, if He never gave us more than we can handle, why would we need Him? Right. And yeah, try telling that to somebody who's, you know, lost their little girl to like bone marrow cancer or something that yeah. God never gives you more than you can handle. You just toughen up and stick it out. You yeah. Know, right. I think, I think there's a story in the Bible that really construes that whole thing and blows it out of the water. It's a whole book. Okay. Job. Job, exactly. <laughs> Job's all about that. Job's kind of a, a really messy book. Right. It totally nukes that concept. He lost his whole family. He lost all of his possessions. He had a skin affliction and boils and pain. uh, and Lost all of his houses. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And then he broke out in boils and all sorts of crazy stuff. And the best part, he had a very naggy wife. Yeah. And he wasn't, didn't, she wasn't very sympathetic to it. She just said, you know what? You should just curse God and die. Yep. Yep. You're done. Curse God and die. But yeah, it's. But what did Job say? He's like, you know what? I should be able to thank God for the bad things as well as the good. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, there's this thing that we we tend to forget is there's a war going on. There is. There's a spiritual battle. And it's not the war that we can see, you know, overseas or or on the news. It's a war that goes on every day in our space, but not that we can see. Right. What happens in war? Well, there has to be a winner and a loser. Well, there has to be a winner and a loser, yeah. What else happens in a war? People get hurt. Hmm. A lot of people. 
Do you think that's God's will? Well, it wasn't his in, his intent. No. no. It so he he promises he'll make a way out, right? Correct. What is it? So I know I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that on my own I am no match for Satan. Right? On earth there is his there is no equal. Yeah. Him. So I'm not going to be able to overpower him or his temptation on my own or else again, why would I need Jesus? Why did Jesus have to come and die for us? Why did he have to do that? Why do you have to yeah. say, who is he saving us from? What is he saving us from? Right. Right. If, if, if there's nothing that I can't handle. Right. <laughs> yeah. That one, that one, I agree. Uh, yeah. I, that, that torques me off. So people, if you hear that or you think that let's, rethink, rethink it. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's think about there. it a little bit. Right. Because, um, first Corinthians ten thirteen. you can read it and process it. Yeah. And I challenge each one of these, write them down because um, you may have your own opinions, your own views, and this could be challenging them. This could be stepping on some toes. Right. And that's okay. Um, love to hear if we stepped on your toes or if you agree, whatever. But again, go to the word and study and listen to what it is saying. What is God saying? Sometimes we have to change our viewpoint. Okay. Here's another uh, favorite Unfavorite of mine. <laughs> everything happens for a reason. Well, everything happens for a reason. Well, everything happens for a reason. That That is ignorant, and that is misquoting the verse. The verse in question, in this case, is Romans 8.28. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I guess all things do happen for a reason, but whose reason is it? Right. Whose reason, who, whose reason is it? And I, the, the one that I don't like is God works everything for your good. Um, and it's always used in, in the most horrible of situations. Like it's meant to be a comforting verse, but again, it's used when, you know, uh, a loved one just died or you just went through a horrible diagnosis of, of health issues or whatever. And well, God will work everything out for your good. Yeah. Let me back you up here for a second and push back on you. It's like, I don't think everything out there happens for a reason. I you think don't? Yeah. I think there's a lot of things out there that happen for no reason. For, you know, well, I mean, you could say, well, it was a, a stupid reason or a bad reason or a misjudgment or an unwise decision. That might be the reason, but there's a lot of things that happen, I think, for no reason. I'm going deeper. So if we're going in human understanding, yeah, there's probably no reason. Let's look at all the violence and the chaos that's going on right now in our world. There really seems to be no reason to it. It's all just chaos, right? Correct. What would the reason behind the chaos be? That we live in a that we live in a broken world, and, fallen world. Okay, and the person that is in this world, the the being, the power that is driving that chaos, would want what? Well, he wants to torment us. Destruction, death, chaos. Correct. So, what would the reason be for this chaos? He wants to destroy us. He wants to the war. Yeah. yeah, he wants to drive us away from God. Right. So things are happening for reasons. There's a strategy behind all of it. 
But okay, let's look at it from another way. If the devil wanted to take us away from God, then why would he make chaos on the earth? Why wouldn't he make everything run smooth? So therefore, we wouldn't ask God for help. Well, Doesn't he know that he's, he's undercutting his own plan? Uh, have you ever thought about that? Have you looked at America lately? Is everybody crying out to God? Well, no, they are not. So that argument is debunked. Okay. Well, because guess what I'm looking at? My head's on a swivel. What am I looking at? The violence, the chaos, the government, the politics, the war, the injustice. But is America as a whole calling out to God? No, they're not. They're not even looking at him. No, they're no. Fr- they're rejecting him. That's true. Yeah. So, really, I think it's working. You know, if I was the devil, I'd say, you know what? Maybe it's just make everything run smooth, and then we well, did no, for a no, while. No one would complain, and then they would just forget about God. So, well, let's go back from the sixties. The sixties. What's been happening? Uh, I'm not sure I should say <laughs> we're crossing that I, line. We're, we're, we're on a slow build of pushing God out on a good, right. prosperous, very beautiful nation. And we've continuously as a nation, as people, as government, as a whole pushed further and further away from God. Right. It Almost starts making... with it, 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 it's been in pleasant, working, beautiful, Smooth running times. Right. They're and then all of a sudden the rug gets pulled out. Slowly eliminating God from the equation. And where are we as a nation today? We're a lot worse off for it. But when you ask who's going to church, what's the, what's the percentage of people that actually claim to be Christian? What is the consensus of the Bible? What is, what is all of the, the mainstream reporting saying about Christianity? It's archaic, it's outdated, and it's not for me. Right. And they're, and they're racist, misogynistic, homophobes, and xenophobic. So do you think there's been a reason? It's a slow, strategic destruction. And it's not just by chance that we've ended up here. Yeah. I think the government is trying to replace God and trying to put them in, self in, in God's place. Who would be behind that? You're correct. Okay. (laughs) So I think everything does happen for a reason. When you're in a war, you don't go into war in chaos and just hope that you win unless you're a bad general. Right. Okay. Okay. Let's hit another one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't go into... (laughs) Do you want want more? No, that was the... Now we're on the, the, um, the God works everything out for your good. Okay. Because you read that verse, and I pushed well, back it's, it's on the same everything verse. happens for a reason. No, God works everything out for your good. That's not necessarily the same topic. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. There's there's conditions, though, for those who love him. Right, but that's not necessarily the same as everything happens for a reason. Oh, no. It's so that's it. why I was pushing back on that. Okay. So now no. we're here. Everything. <laughs> well, you think that everything happens for a reason. I was, and I pushed back and I said, I don't necessarily think that's true. Right. If I get a zit on my nose, I don't necessarily know that things that happen. Well, you're for going, that's too, that's too circumstantial. Okay. Yeah. All right. 
If We're I talking. A, if I get a flat, if I get a nail in my tire, does that happen for a reason? Well, just because I ran over a nail, is that the reason? Not always. No. That that's okay. If you're going to go to that level of it, then yes, that phrase is dumb. But when we're going to like life, circumstances, things that happen, purpose, I think that things do happen for a reason. Yeah, I don't know how you say that to you know to telling like a parents of a of a little of a, a little girl who got hit by a drunk driver and died. I mean, how? What's the reason for that? You That's know not I mean? the phrase that I would use in that situation. Right? What are you saying, Mike? I think there's times where we have to be discerning on what we say. Okay. I agree. <laughs> I'll totally agree with that. <laughs> welcome to the welcome to the circus. Here we oh go. Oh my goodness. All right. Can I go to the next one now? Sure, go for okay, it. Okay, all right. All right. Let's see. How about this one? I can do all things through him who strengthens me. We didn't really hit the the working out everything for your good. Are we going to skip that one? I thought we already did that. <laughs> what is what does it mean that God's going to work everything out for my good? That was still we're still in Romans eight twenty eight. That's Romans eight twenty eight. Yes, we still haven't really dived into it yet. Okay. In my opinion. Okay, and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purpose. Yes. So God. What does that mean? We know that all things God works for the good of those who and love we him. know that in all things God But works. a lot of times people just say God's going to work it out for your good. In, in, and this is one of those times where you have to understand the time when you're saying it, I think. Because again, I've been told this or, or used to tell people this in the horror, most worst, the worst situations that you could. Well, like at a funeral. A Let's it, go to a funeral and say, well, God's going to work everything out for your good. That's not something I would say. Some people do. You've never been told that? And it was like, well, everything happens for a reason. And this is, <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Or that as well. No, Those I aren't the things that, that you would say there. But again, you're right. There are conditions. And I think there's also the understanding of what is good. What is God's good compared to my good? Correct. His ways are higher than our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And God's ultimate purpose is to bring us into that relationship with him for eternity. Correct. To be in his presence. That's good. But right now, in this world, there's a lot of not good. But it seems that there's conditions on this. God works, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who, number one, who love, love him. him. Yeah. Number two, who have been called according to his purpose. Right. So he's talking about, he's talking about believers, the ones that choose the ones him. Believers, Christ, yes. Yeah. The ones that believe in him. Right. Christians. Mm-hmm. Believers in Christ. I would say that, yeah. Okay. But how many times, <laughs> I'm just, we're, we're, how many times is it misused? Oh, it totally is. And that's what I was saying. That's what we're here talking about. Right. And it's like, all, everything happens for a reason and everything works out for good. <laughs> yeah. And see how I it's broken, see how in, it's broken into now. two parts and it's like, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. They're both wrong because you don't, you're taking the verse out of context because you're not reading the whole thing. Kind of like God's this, not going to give you more than you can handle. This is a conditional verse. Yeah. Do you love God? Right. Are you called according to his purpose? Are you are you living if, out that purpose? And, and is the good not, that you're looking for his good? If you don't love good. God, then you're gonna have you're gonna have issues. Not that you're not gonna have issues, even if you do love God. I'm just saying you're you're in for a world of an internal hurt if you don't. Yeah, yeah. So does that? I can go with that. 
Now we can move on. Are you happy with that? Sure, I'm happy. I'm happy if you're happy. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, next one. Uh, Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Yes, I think we should camp on this one for a second. I think we should too. This is taken out of context big time. All the time. And it's just, it doesn't mean that you can do supernatural things all the time and you can walk out and you can make, make things happen just by snapping your fingers. Right. That was, we're talking to all of you YouTube people. Yeah. And it's, it's (laughs) contextualization. You have to understand who was writing this, when they were writing it and who were they writing it to? Yeah. It doesn't mean that I'm going to become all successful and famous and rich and powerful and everything's going to go my way. I want to be a superstar athlete. No. 50 something years old. I'm going to be the, the hall of famer that scores more touchdowns than anybody ever has. I think I'm going to win the masters this year. Yeah. That's what I can do through Christ. (laughs) I'm just going to go out and do it. Yeah. Right. Golf game sucks, but I'm still going to go out and win the masters this year. Should I just be a yeah, that's absolutely again? that's absolutely not it. And so, I think we need to read this whole passage to understand what yeah. he is writing. Why don't you go to Philippians four for us and then read this so we understand where this is coming from? Because when we take the Bible out of context and just cherry pick one verse, we get in trouble. And that's why we're here trying to explain these things. Yeah, for sure. And he says uh, in chat in verse ten. I rejoice in the Lord greatly that now at length you have reviewed your revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low. I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. He's not saying that everything's flowers and roses and bunnies. He's in jail. He's in jail. He's awaiting the trial in front of Caesar, and he's he's been through all of it. Hunger. He's going to get his head Need. chopped off. He's been through being ridiculed and imprisoned, which he is. He's been successful and, and loved and brought into the inner circles. He's had it all, but it's... It's being content in all of those things. That's the, I can do all things through Christ. I can emotionally regulate myself and I can be content in life because of Jesus. Right. You can take everything from me, but I'll still have Christ. Yes. And you can't take that from me and there's nothing you can do or anybody else can do to take that separate me from Jesus. Yeah. And so that's the meaning of, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can live life well. Because I have Jesus and the strength of the Holy Spirit. Correct. We're just here for a little while and there's gonna be there's gonna be trouble. Yeah. And you're gonna have issues. But if you have Jesus, you can get through it. Yeah. And and it it bugs me when you see the guys on TV with their football jerseys and oh I can do all things through Christ. And maybe there's a reason behind it and I'm judging un unjustly. Right. But, more often than not, I see it used as a um, success motto. Right. I'm going to win this game because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Right. Well, what if the other team has believers on their side too? What do you yeah, do? I mean, you got the, a holy war. Yeah. It's, there's the war. <laughs> there's the war. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That one, that one gets taken out of context. And, you know, I know I'm guilty of that myself. I've certainly gone a chunk of my life was saying, oh yeah, this, I can, I can do all these things. I can do all these things. Yeah. I'm just not doing it right. 
I, I'm not. Using I must cha- not be. I'm yeah. not channeling the power of God correctly. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm not doing. That's I'm not why, successful. That's why I can't dunk this. Right. The ball in the hoop. And it's, it's not. It's being content yeah. in life. It's correct. It's because about, of Jesus. It's about an internal peace, joy, joy, mm. love. Huh. Yes. And those are all fruits of the spirit. They are. Wow. They are. That's There's some crazy. Other ones too. Yeah. <laughs> Who would <have> thought? <laughs> okay. Um, I got one. I got one. You, oh, you have another one? No, I have. I have. Yeah, I have one that we that. What's your next one? Let's I'll see. give you one more. Uh, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. Yes. Every high school graduate knows this one. They all have it on their Bible. I've even right. given some of them with that verse. Yeah, I know. And we're totally taking that out of context, too. I mean, you have to understand who, who it was written for, when it was written, and the audience, and, and so forth. Right. And, the, and these things, uh, uh, yes, you can use them in everyday life, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it applies to you just like it did as it was written. Right. It'd be like taking the verses in Deuteronomy that says every... Uh, part of the land that you walk on is yours to take. Right. That could get you in big trouble. It does, yeah. You'd have some quick claim deeds you have to fill out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was written to Israel in their time of exile. Right. And it was their promise yeah, of, Yeah, in hey, Babylon, yeah. You know, there is good coming to you. I haven't left you and abandoned you. Yeah, he goes, I know that you're in a tough spot here in Babylon, and you're not where you want to be, but remember, you're my chosen people, yeah. and I'm not going to forget about you. Yeah. But they're still, they they weren't in a good place. No, they weren't. And so it's you know I and I use it as a as a reminder that God never does anything without when He does step in when He does intervene in this world He doesn't do it just haphazardly. There's a plan, and His plan is eternal, and He ultimately wants us to step into it for the good of ourselves and for the kingdom of God. If we follow God and his plan, we are fulfilled. We have purpose. We feel, um, we, we, we don't have that empty feeling that goes with so many people in this time of, of our lives. Do you agree? Of course I do. <laughs> I, I totally agree with this one. And this was completely taken out of context, but yet it's, one that makes us feel good. It's a feel good verse. It is a feel good verse. So, and it's an uplifting verse. And I think that's that's probably one of the reasons it's so popular and it's misused so much. Yeah. But and it it is it does apply to us in a, in a certain respect. But it's a spiritual promise to us, right? And God, God does see you in the spot that you're in, and He is. And if you're part of His family and you have a relationship with Him, He's going to be there and He's going to help you. Yeah, but it may not be the help that you that you, that the way you look at it is like if you just push a button and make this problem go away, that that would help me. Yeah, that doesn't and usually happen. Most of the time, he's not going to do that. Yeah, in fact, pretty much all the time, it's very rarely does it happen that it's right. just instantly gone. Yeah, he didn't. He could snap his fingers or speak or whatever and make it go away. He could, but. He doesn't do that. He doesn't, and so he that, has his reasons for doing that. That's right. That brings yeah. me to mine. Go ahead. This is a segue right into yours? It did, actually. Okay, good. Because, um, like you said, he could just snap his fingers and take everything away, but he doesn't. And this is one. And so this is, this is I say this with hesitation, and I, I hesitated bringing it up even <coughs> before, 
Because it can get sticky, and so this one can get sticky. Oh, boy, that sounds good. When people look at you and say, in any situation or anything they can't explain, God is in control. Yeah. I hear that one a lot. But I have some problems with that. Okay, tell me your problems, and then I'll fix it for well, you. Well, if God's in control, then he, he must play favorites. Uh, okay. Because only certain people seem to be delivered from sickness or death or hardships and others aren't. Right. So if God's in control, he's choosing, uh, who is important enough to rescue and who is not. Okay. So what you're saying is like person person X gets prayed over and he has a terminal illness and he gets cured from that. Yeah. Person person Y gets has a terminal illness and they get prayed over and they die. Right. So so if God's in control, he's like, well, I'm playing fa- I'm answering these prayers but not over here. I'm not. Right. Yeah. I can see where you'd be confused about that. And so when you say God is in control, well, okay, it goes with your with your what do you tell people that just lost their daughter? To bone marrow cancer. What do you tell right. somebody who just lost their son to a drunk driver? Right. Do you, if God's in control, uh, how do you explain those things? Hmm. And when you say that, what does it have the unbeliever even, especially the unbeliever, what do they think? Your God must be kind of a monster. Yeah, he allows all these horrible things to happen. And so what if we what if we were to say that God is in charge? Yeah. Well, and God has his plans and you have to if you have to he has he has a a plan for the earth and he has a plan for his people and but inside inside of those inside of those plans there's there's little individual issues that happen that well, his plan won't be stopped. Right. right. His ultimately his plan won't be stopped. The end result of everything that he set in motion will come to pass. Right. If some if some maniac made a made a nuclear bomb that was big enough to blow up the whole earth and he and he tried setting it off tomorrow, I don't believe God will let that happen. Because that would that would undercut God's plans for the earth. I don't think that would happen. I don't think God would allow that to happen. Well, I can't really say yes yes or no on that one, but because um, then it's because it's already written what his plans are and it doesn't have anything to do with. Well, I don't think we we have quite the capacity to actually completely blow up the earth, but well, assuming that you did, we could we could wreak havoc with it, which we already have. But anyways, okay. squirrel, okay, yes, I died. I died. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying he'll he will allow some things to happen and other things he won't allow to have happen that go against his plan. What if I told you that um, there's somebody else that's ruling the earth. Right. Prince of darkness. Mm. This is his, this is his place, his domain right now. He's, he's the ruler of the earth. Yes. He brought death and destruction with him all the way back from the garden of Eden. Yes. So, and it says, it says in Ephesians, um, well, John 12, let's see, hold on. I'm looking this up. Uh, In John and Ephesians, it both it both talks about the prince of the power of the air. The Satan is the one that's ruling the earth until Jesus comes back and finally casts him out. 
Correct. Right? Yes. So God hasn't taken control yet. No. And that goes to that war, Ephesians six twelve. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. God intervenes in our lives. He steps in. He definitely is not absent. But if he was in control, since there is no darkness in God, God is light, and in him there is no darkness. I don't, I don't know that allowing is even the right word to say either, because that puts a connotation on it that God, well, God's going to just allow you to suffer these horrible, horrible things. I think it's, he's not intervening and stopping it, but it's not like, I don't know. There's this way that we have to, that we have to say it's it. a tough one, right? It is yeah. tough. It's a, it's a tough one. And the, the no word, way the way trying you, right. to undermine the power of God, God is all power. He is all seeing. He is all knowing. I'm not anyway saying that God is weak. No, absolutely not. But when I say God is in control, it, it, it gives this confusing vision of who he is. Right. And he's like, if he's in control, then why do all these little kids get shot in Chicago every weekend? Mm. And it's like, how do you allow that to happen? And it goes back to free will. I think it goes back to free will. And I think he, he, he says, you know what? I give, I give people the choice to do these things and I, and I give them so much rope to do it with. Well, what if he put us in charge? Who do you mean by us? Us, humans. God said to Adam, take care of the earth. This is your charge. This is your dominion. Well, he did put us in charge, and look what we did. Well, we gave it up. Jesus came and gave it back. Now, hold on a second. He gave back the same thing that God had, the same mission that God had given us in the first place. He made a bridge between... We have a relationship with God, yes, but we're still the ones that are in charge of taking care of the earth. God is our, our boss. God is our, our uh, head of the entire operation. But we're the ones that are supposed to be down here doing the stuff. And he intervenes. He helps us. If I say God's in control, it means I don't have free will. If I say God's in control, it means that Ah, there's some crazy things happening. Well, and God's in charge. Yes, and I do think God's going to allow a asteroid to come out of space and hit us tomorrow and and kill everyone on Earth. Do you think that's in God's plan? Reading the Bible and knowing it like you do, do you think that's, or does that just well, just it just happened and oh, forget about what the rest of the Bible says. That's going to happen and it kills everyone on Earth. Is that His plan? Is that is is He going to allow that? That's a pretty large assumption that it's even going to happen. Let's assume that it did. Would he allow it? I, I don't know. He wouldn't. That's not in his plan. <laughs> is, there, is there an asteroid that's ever hit any of the planets that's big enough to destroy the planet that we know of? I don't know. I mean, in the history of mankind, have you ever heard of a planet completely destroyed? Well, yeah, but we've just been here for a little tiny bit. <laughs> and then how would and how would we know that? It's not like we it's not like we got YouTube up there in space and we can see everything. Right. I'm just saying and that's it's a, it's a big sky. That's a big what if. Correct. To be saying, well, will he allow it? I'll, I think I'm, I think that what I'm trying to say is God has parameters. 
well, yes. set up and he'll say, look, you got to operate within these parameters of my plan. And sure. stuff is going to negative things are going to happen inside those parameters. That means he's in charge. That that yes, I will whatever allow, but that happened because of it's a fallen, broken world. But you can't escape outside of the parameters that set forth of what my what my plan is for humanity right. and end times and so forth. I can go with that. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So he's in control to a, he's in to charge. A, he's in charge. To a certain degree within for those parameters, but inside that we're still in a broken world, and horrible things happen every single second, and it's and it does suck, and it, you know, what are you gonna do? Right, right, and you feel like you're helpless, and you want to cry out to God and say, you know, fix it. Yeah, and this is this is horrible. I can't believe this is happening. But He also gives us power to change things here too. Mm. Because why? Because we're the ones that are supposed to be doing the stuff. Right. Because we have free will and we have a brain and we know how to solve problems and we're not animals and we can fix things. And I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we can have that perfect peace and we can fix things. And he gives us, he gives us logic and reason and intelligence. Right. Yeah, it gives us the tools to make this place a better place. We're supposed to. We're supposed right, to go and we out are. And, and spread the light and make disciples. Absolutely. And, but that's that's where I go back to when we say, well, God's in control in every un, unexplainable event. We're missing the war. Right. It's almost like we're negating it. Right. There is a war going on. We're in it. Yeah. And that's the way it is. And in wars, people get hurt. And, and it really sucks. And that's not... That's not the the hope of anybody in a war is that, oh, I just hope that we lose just a few people. Right. You know, I hope this guy only gets gets a, our, an arm lost or something. It's not a hope. That's not a desire of anybody in a well, war. Well, the, the hope is in the end and the goal is that we win and we will win and because the, we're on God's side. That's right. That's right. God wins. God will be in control. He will take the he will finish his purpose his plan totally will right now we're in the middle of the battle i know hope i think we're cl closer to the end of the battle if you want to get right down to it that's a whole nother topic uh, and we're going to go there eventually <laughs> eventually <laughs> but yeah so that's one that that it just kind of makes me grind my teeth when i hear it because yeah I, I i know i'm you, like we've, ah, we've gone back guys. and forth with this yeah yeah. I think the main thing is understanding the entirety of the Bible and, and not necessarily, I, 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 let me rephrase that. It's getting the right interpretation because of what it says, not because of what I want it to say. Right. We shouldn't cherry pick and misconstrue the verses. We need to take it in its entirety and see what he's actually trying to say in the text. Yeah. It's not just a feel good thing. It's, right. it's a life uh, it's a lesson on who God is, trying to get us to ask questions on who God is, trying uh, the desire to build a relationship with him. Absolutely. And that's that's the thing is all of these verses, really, you can you can go either way with what we've said. You may agree with some of it. You may not. Matt may, may look at me tomorrow and kind of roll his eyes and be like, I can't believe you said that. <laughs> but I wouldn't do that. The bottom line is... We have to read the scripture. We have to read the word of God uh, and and hear from it and not force it to be what we want it to be. Right. You just can't cherry pick verses and say, oh, yeah, that makes me feel good today. Now I'm going to go about my business. Yeah. And I'm going to go, you know. No, I did my good deed for the day yeah. by sharing 
this good word with this person that's really hurting, you know, and they needed something more. There's, yeah, they there's more to they didn't it. Need, they didn't need a good word. They needed, you know, their car filled up with gas. Could you do that? <laughs> oh, kindness. <laughs> See, there you yeah, go. Yeah, that's going with the entirety yes, of reading this there scripture. you go. That's really helping people. There so, you go. yeah. Well, wow. I don't know if, if we solved any of the world's problems today, but it was fun. Yeah, I'm glad that we got to process these things, these verses, and get taken out of context. I think I, it helped me. Well, Thank you, Mike. Yeah. I don't know if it helped. I hope it helped you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> yeah, I feel better about it. Well, uh, thanks for joining us today, listener, and we hope that you will join us again on future episodes. Yep. We'll catch you next time. God bless you. Catch you next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope that you have been challenged to study God's word, to find out what it says and to build on what you believe. Our heart is to help create a desire in you to draw closer to Jesus. If you would like to contact us with questions or comments, email us at MikeMattRealThings at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Follow us on your favorite podcast platform to stay in the know of what we are doing. Again, thanks for joining us today. May God bless you and keep you. See you next time.